Hello everyone, episode 19, Thrillers Global Podcast. I'm your host CJ. Thanks for joining alongside me, co-host Chrisos and Liam. Boys, how are we? How are you, CJ? Absolutely buzzing with the uh, buzzing, big buzzing. interview that we've got going on today. The comments have us, <laughs> the, the comments have streamed in. Mavros Productions as well. Thank you. No worries. We do have to thank Chris for organising uh, this interview. Good stuff, mate. No worries, boys. Anytime, anytime. Thank you, Chris. Now, um, as we know, today's a big episode for us. Big episode for... Oh, just very excited. I'm not too sure what to say. Um, <laughs> as you all know, through social media and whatnot, um, yes, Matt Derbyshire is in the studio. He's ready to join. Everyone's yep. excited, so um, no more babbling. Let's get on. Matt Derbyshire, everyone. Welcome, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big round of applause. <laughs> Here he is. How's, uh, <laughs> how's, how's England? How's the weather over there? Freezing, mate. I've just been to my son's football match and I was shaking on the sides, mate. So, uh, yeah, I'm missing the weather, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All righty. Uh, how how did he go? All good. <laughs> Sorry, said again. Did he win? How'd he go? How yes. did he go? Yes, he uh they won uh five three. He scored five, so yeah, he's, Oh he's, uh, beautiful. Yeah. Future Olympia goals number nine. Future Olympia goals number nine. Yeah. You never know, mate. You never know. <laughs> All righty. So um I reckon we'll just get straight into it. Matt, once again, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, as you know, we're big Olympiacos fans from Australia. We do have many memories of you at your time at Olympiacos. Um, before we get into all the Olympiacos stuff, we just want to touch up, get to know you a bit more on a personal level. Uh, so, so, Matt, when you were growing up, who were some of your idols? Um, I'm a Blackburn Rovers fan. Um, oh, wow. So it would have been uh, Alan Shearer, Chris Sutton, um, you know the, the 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 Premier League winning team sort of thing, and then obviously you know carried up carried that on through watching watching them, and um, so yeah, obviously like you know your two guys and and people who eventually I got to play with. Yeah, that must have been a dream come true for you, and they they sort of inspired you to to start playing football as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was just a fan, mate. I did, never really ever thought I was going to make it to where I made it. Um, but fortunately, we moved to an area where there was a, a very, very big football pitch and, and um, there was a lot of people always playing on that pitch. So I could see the pitch you know, straight out my window and that kind of led me to where, where I am now. Nice, nice. Now, Matt, um, I believe your first club was Great Harwood Town. Is that correct? Uh, no, it was actually uh, Darwin FC. Oh, okay. Would you like to tell us a bit about your first club and also Great Harwood Town? Yeah, then obviously we went. We, we all moved there because the, the ladies' football was um, was taken on as a bigger project at the time there. So we all moved. Uh, the whole team moved to Great Harwood Town, and um, from there, obviously, ended up moving to the first team, which was at like a Northwest Counties, like um, like like a semi-professional level. But people were still on contracts and getting paid, like you know, small, very small amounts. But um, it was it was a massive, massive learning curve for me being at that club. Well, and then how did that um, yeah. turn into Blackburn Rovers? So how did they approach you playing at you know a club like Hardwood Town? How did Blackburn come in and say, "Oh, we want to sign Derbyshire"? Well, it was it was just I mean it was a men's obviously a men's league, and it was like I think what is it four four maybe six leagues off being in 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 the you know professional league league two um so you know would get pretty you know 100 200 fans every game and the word would get around you know because i'd be scoring goals uh, i was very young i was 16 playing against you know fully grown men um and i just went on a, a really 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 good scoring thing i think i scored i don't know like 30 and you know let's say 10 15 games it was ridiculous uh and then obviously scouts started to come watch, you know, you know, like two divisions up, three divisions up, four divisions up, and then all of a sudden you've got Man United coming in, Everton coming in, and Liverpool and all these sort of clubs. And I was like, wow, Burnley, you know, and I, I, 
I was meeting the likes of David Moyes at Everton and and then all of a sudden Blackburn came in, mate. And at the time I was already working for Blackburn Rovers. Uh, I was working for them coaching kids football in the community. So obviously they didn't really know I was under the nose at the time. And um, yeah, then, then obviously got to sign for my boyhood club, which I which I automatically went, yep, yeah, I'll sign for you straight away, you know, instead of any yeah. of all these any of these other clubs. No. How did um do you remember your debut for Blackburn Rovers? How did that go down? Uh like a shit sandwich, mate. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I remember coming on. Oh, it was a dream come true, mate. I remember coming I was against Fulham. Uh I don't remember the years now, because I think I've added too many balls. But uh yeah, I've I've run in, I've run into the corner at home at Ewa Park and you remember the, the defender Zach Knight? Um a big fella, he'd, he'd come right across me and just smash me, you know, right in my leg. Mm. I've, you know, I've just got a big dead leg, and the them dead legs are the worst, mate. You can do nothing about them. But it was about ten minutes to go, and I was hobbling around, but there was no way I was coming off, mate. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best, but it was, it, it was amazing, but not the best, if if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so just during your time. Contracted to Blackburn Rovers, you had a loan spell at Olympiacos. How did um, that move happen? So did did Blackburn come to you saying, "Hey, Olympiacos are knocking at the door," or what happened no. there? Um, so at the time, we Marcus had left. Uh, Paulins came in for a, a few months. I was doing well under him, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, obviously I was playing under Marcus, playing under the Paulins, and all of a sudden, Sam Allardyce came in. Um, and I really, I, I knew I wasn't going to play, mate, but I give it five, six games. And then obviously being a footballer, you want to play football. That's why you're in the game, just to play football, you know? And I uh, knocked on the, the, the manager's door and said, listen, I want to go on loan. And then obviously, you know, there was a few clubs sniffing around like Fulham and, and people like that, Brighton. Um, we had a we had a, we had actually had a Greek agent, part of my agency, that I was with at the time, uh, and it was called Sakis, and he's took quite a few players to Olympiakos, and uh, he said, "Would I be in- interested in going to play for them?" Now, bear in mind, I think th- the season before pre-season, we played against Olympiakos in pre-season, like a pre-season friendly, and the, and Olympiakos battered Blackburn five nil. Wow. You know. And I was like, absolutely, you know, because I remember how good they yeah. were. Ronaldo in the middle, I was like, one hundred percent, you know. I never even thought about it being a different country or whatever. I just thought, yeah, massive club. There was, I think, there was about two, three hundred fans there as well. This was in Austria or Germany, one of the two. And and uh, I thought, this is a mental club. I'm going there, absolutely going. And that was it. Yeah, what... see the gap. Were you anxious? No, were you anxious about going to Greece at all or no? No, I thought I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I just I thought, why not? You know, it's life's short, the career's short. Um, let's go, let's go and do it. Because in the back of your mind, when you're that young, you go, ah, I'm in the Premier League. It can't be that hard being in being in Greece. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, you do. You know, you're young. You're full of. You know, you think you're better than you are, and what have you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was an eye opener. What and we have to ask him, mate. You obviously play with some big names like Jabul, Mitroglu. Who impressed you the most at Olympiacos at your time there, like at the start? Um, I always got on with the with 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 the, um, God. I mean, obviously Dudu. I got on with Dudu, Diogo. Uh, I mean, Jolly was the one for me, mate. He he really took me under his wing. You know, he was he was really good with me, and I still speak to him now. Um, you know he's a massive legend at that club, massive. And um, you know, you know, being a young boy going in that dressing room and seeing someone like that, and him taking taking you under his wing and being very very good with you when you know people were scared to even look at him in the dressing room. Do you know what I mean? It was it was it was uh it was very nice. So just before your move to Olympiacos, did you have much contact with any of the management there, or was it just all through agents until you got there? Yeah, just agents, mate. It was just agents. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was it was it literally happened like like that, mate. It was so quick. Yeah. Uh, and as it does, you know, in every every club I've been at, it's just unless you want you unless you really want something to happen, it never happens quick. 
you know, when when it's like out of the blue, it's bang, you know, it's done. Um, but no, I had I had no contact. I had no contact with Mr. Valverde. I just had literally agents to uh, me. Sorry, the club the agent me, and then I was there. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, um, remember your yeah. debut and your first goal? I remember my debut. Yeah, I remember being uh, away at Pau Tassaniki, and and it it was a wet, horrible pitch. And I think I think it might have been a one-one or a two-two. It's still horrible there. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and I actually, do you know what, mate? I actually remember being being on the pitch, and I, it was a massive score by error from me, mate. And I was only younger, and I and I got my phone out, and I gone like this, you know, because it, it was mental, like you know, in England, yeah. it's not like that. Yeah, it's not yeah. like, you know, it's a clapping, and I got my phone out, and I videoed them, and oh, I got no. so much abuse from the Olympiacos yeah, fans. Yeah. But I'm glad that happened because it made me realise straight away, right. I know what I need to do here. You know, I, I need to, you can't be doing that. Olympiacos is the biggest club in Greece. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, you know, I need to realise that. And it, and it taught me straight away. It, it was a, it was a massive eye-opener, but then obviously, you know, going on from that, was um, things started to go very well. So do you remember much about the first day walking into the training session like do you remember who approached you first or if you approached anyone um i do actually mate i remember i remember going in i mean obviously meeting you know you know you meet the kit men and stuff first they, they give you a kit and you know they should show you where your locker is and stuff like that. And, and them faces are still there now because i went back a, a couple of years ago to play a friendly um preseason mm. a friendly game there and uh you know them you still see them faces which is great even even the dinner you know the the lunch ladies, the dinner ladies, whatever, whatever you call them, um, you know, the chefs and stuff are still there. It's great, but uh, I, I actually remember. I think it might have been until I scored my first goal against Pauk in the Karaskaki Stadium. Not, no one really spoke to me, mate. Wow. <laughs> you know, because you get like, and I get it now. I get, I get why because I, f- I feel like you know you're coming from, you're coming from a different country. People might think, oh. Turista, you know, he's coming to have a good time. You know, technically, yeah. I, I get that because I've played abroad a lot now. Uh, and I've been in the dressing room where I've, I've actually seen people that have come in and not wanted to play for the club, really, just there for a holiday, you know what I mean? But I was, I was, you know, as soon as they saw, I think it was when I scored my first goal and they saw I really, how much I wanted to do well at the club. Then obviously, like, people started speaking English and I was like, right, okay. So you did speak English well along, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, you mentioned the atmosphere before and how it was a big change um, from England. Uh, we like to think that Olympia, of course, has got one of the best atmospheres in the world. Um, how highly did you rate it being on the pitch? Because obviously we're from Australia. We haven't been to many games um, overseas in Greece. Um, and how important was um, was the atmosphere for you in those like really important derbies against Panathinaikos, Balk, um, like yeah. you said? Yeah, I've never seen anything like it, mate. And, yeah. and you can... And I and I still to this day I still show friends of mine and players or or anyone who will listen to me to be honest with you yeah. uh, about the atmosphere and I show them I show them videos I mean I have I have videos from what I've recorded of my you know camcord and it's mad mate when we won yeah. the league and I, I've I've never come across anything like it since to be honest with you I mean don't get me wrong I've been at clubs where the fans have been amazing. Amazing, but there's just some, some extra when you know when you when you go to uh, the Karaskaki, especially on the uh, Champions League nights. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it looks unreal. It looks unreal. I really want to go to a, a big game like that at Karaskaki. Yeah, it's unbelievable, mate. Um, got a, another one here, um, Matt. Well, what are your thoughts on the way that the clubs run? Was there a close community, uh, like sort of feeling, or were there good processes in place to support players and staff? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, um, obviously, the first president when I went there, um, he he was always always around the players, always uh, you know the presidents coming, the presidents coming, and have his twenty bodyguards and his Mercedes. You know, it was it, and and even even uh, Maranakis now, it was always always the always around the players, you know, very friendly, very talkative. There was obviously people upstairs in the office if you've got any problems, 
on the on the training ground, um, anything you needed. If, like I said to you, even in the kitchen, whatever you needed, it was perfectly run, mate. Yeah, so they sound like they were pretty approachable. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about obviously when at my time there was Mr. Valverde and you know other managers which we won't mention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, look what he went on to do, you know, and he was yeah, he was so so good to talk to, and and like I think I, I, I spoke to him a couple of months ago, you know, and still now I know I could pick the phone up to him. And say, listen, I've got a problem, or um, have you got have you got ten minutes to have a chat? And he'd be there, for, you know, he'd be there for you because you did, you know you did well for him, you played for him, and you respected him, you know. So, yeah, it's always it's always good to uh, to to have that communication there. Now that um you mentioned managers, um I know you were there when Ernesto Valverde was, but you might have to remind me, was it also Daki Lemonis was at the club as well? Yep. <laughs> yeah. He had, he had a bit of a look, I think manager-wise he he had a really rocky start, but he eventually became a bit of a legend, but um ah no, yeah. sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm wrong there. I, I was I was I was actually thinking of so I thought he was I was thinking of somebody else. No, he was there before he was there before I came, sorry. So yeah, he, he, uh, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't there when I was there, sorry. Um but yeah, I thought I thought he was going to mention somebody else. <laughs> Didn't look too happy about it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Do you know what? Like, we, me and uh, Timor, we we had a bit of a falling out. Um, but that's you know that's football for you. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. we've come we've come across each other now. We come across each other in the airport. I literally, I'm sure about when you know. I think that he left the club, and I think about a week later, I saw him in the airport. And he was fantastic, mate. He's actually such a a really, really, really nice guy, you know, off the field. Like, I mean, everyone has their own coaching ways, and I'm sure I've heard he's changed a hell of a lot since his younger days, and he's a lot more calmer now on the sidelines and in the dressing room. But you know, I was only young, and I didn't, I didn't, I think I didn't know how to handle that sort of um, aggression towards me. So. Yeah, we had a bit of a falling out, but it happens, you know. It happens, yeah, and we're, yeah. you know, we're friends now, and you know, everything's been swept under the carpet. Yeah. So at your time, because I know you were alone there first, but around that period, you played in one of, in my opinion, one <laughs> of the best Olympiacos teams in recent history. So yeah. you played with legends like Galetti, yeah. Georgievich, maybe. Ka- Kovacevic, I'm not too sure. If... Yeah, it was my roommate. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah. Dudu as well that you mentioned. Um, out of the whole squad, who was the real, like, who was the the, the guy, the locker room guy? Jolly. Yeah. He's just, he just has, he just has a, a presence about him. You know, yeah, I mean, and it was in... It, I played with him in his last season as well. So, obviously, you can imagine how good he actually was. And he was still amazing. He was there for a long time. In his, yeah. in his last season when I was playing with him. And I begged him not to leave. I, you know, I begged him, you've still got more, you've got more life in you because I knew I was going to sign for the club. Um, but no, he's, he had such an aura around the dressing room. He was, he was well-respected you know, after dinner. You know, he'd be like the godfather at the end of the table. You know, everyone's finished. Yeah. Jolly, jolly, yeah, you can go, and that was it. Everyone left, you know. Yeah. Um, but not such a such a very hum- a humble guy as well with it. Um, but yeah, he, he had that presence about him. What are, what what about Nico Polivis? Because he's a club legend. We love yeah. him. absolute legend. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, well, he's a he's a fantastic guy. And like, honest to God, man, I still speak to these guys now. You know, through social media, you know, when they put pictures up, we always message back and forth and what have you. But he, he was brilliant, mate. The one thing I can remember about him is um, he never took he, he took everything with a little pinch of salt, you know, because there's, there's a lot of banter flying around the dressing room, and he was obviously he had an older head on on his shoulders as well. But it was just so easy going, and it, you know, I think his personality being like that, you, you could see in the, in the obviously he won a lot of trophies as well at Olympiacos, but 
you could see in the in the in the cup final when he took the last penalty how laid back he was, mate. I just just stroked it home, didn't he, to the keeper's yeah. right, and, but like, and that's it, done. Got know, some in yeah. the pocket, mate. Brilliant. You got some admirers here, Matt. Really long, long it's not listener. My, it's not my mom, is it? <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of that final. Um, you've had some marquee moments during your time at Olympiacos, and that includes your two goals in the cup final against Ike. Uh, you scored a few minutes after coming on from halftime. However, in the sixth minute, uh, sixth minute of stoppage time, yeah. uh, you scored with the last touch of the game. Is it true you had a concussion at that time? And yeah, only, yeah. <laughs> yeah you only realised you scored because the fans were going mental. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just... It... It was, it was a strange... I mean, I, I remember, I, I think I've said this before, it was I, it happened and then the ball got rolled back and it got pumped long. A flick on by Diogo uh, and then I just I just leapt, scored and, and then lost my mind. And then when it all calmed down, I literally, I, I couldn't walk, mate. I remember, I remember uh, who was, who's the left back? Didier Domi, I think it was. Domi, yeah. Yeah, I think someone played him the ball and he'd obviously gone to hit it down the, the channel. And when, when the ball was coming to him, I saw, I saw three of him. It, it was, and I've never had concussion before that or after it. That was the, the one and only time touch would have had that. Um, but yeah, I literally saw three footballs and three, uh, Didier's mate, it was it was crazy. So I was like, right, that's that's enough for me. I have to get off here because I can't. I actually can't see anything. So uh, yeah, obviously went off, and then thank thankfully the lads won it in the end. That that's got to be one of the best matches you've ever played in. Surely <laughs> that was just insane with the penalty shootout, the goalkeepers taking yeah. the penalties. Oh, it was brilliant, mate. It just went round and round and round and round. Yeah. It was crazy. And I believe Nico Bolivia yeah. talking of him scored an absolute banger in the penalty shootout, didn't he? Who's that? Or did he miss? No, he scored the winner. He scored the winner. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Sorry, Nico Bolivis, the goalkeeper. Yeah, he scored the winner, mate. He scored. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I mean. He's just so calm and collected, and yeah, he scored the winner, and off he went, mate. Um, we need to talk about who gave you that nickname, the English Killer. And first of all, do you even like that nickname? How did how did that come to be? Yeah, it's not. It's not like I've actually murdered people, mate. Let's it's, it's get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just yeah, it's just um. Yeah, the fans. It's like you know, when there's when the ball's in the box, he puts it. You know, it kills. It kills it. That's it done. You know, uh, but yeah, it was nice, mate. It's always good to have good nicknames, and you know, it could be called worst names, but um, but yeah, it's great to be appreciated from the fans. Is is, is always a nice thing. With um, just back to the the cup final. Now, obviously, it was a hectic hectic game. Um, what was first of all was uh. I might be wrong. Was Lemonier the coach at the time? In the cup final? Yeah. No, Mr. Valverde. It was Valverde. What is, was... Is, is, this, is this guy an Olympiacos fan or what? Is he... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a while ago. What was uh, kind of said at <laughs> half time and full time, especially that, you know, the score's been, you know, time. Uh... I honestly, honestly, I can't remember what what, what yeah. had been said, but I, I know, I know, going into the dressing room, you could sense. I mean, uh, I think Dark Darko Kovacevic came in as well, and you never really saw him around the training ground unless it was, you know, it was needed really because obviously he had, he had, he had his troubles and stuff. But he was in, he was in there, and um, you know, you could see it was very serious. But you could see also there was um, a relaxed thing. It was quite relaxed in there as well. Because I'm sure that being you know a massive club like Olympia, because I've been in this sort of situation before, and they've, they've clawed their way back out of it. So, and then they all knew we had great players in that in that dressing room. So there was, there was obviously a bit of anxiousness there, and um, but a little bit of confidence as well. And and uh, yeah, it it showed towards uh, obviously the back end of the game. Well, it didn't actually because yeah, we scored and they scored again, didn't they? So yeah, it was. It was a crazy final. Uh, we got a question here, um, Matt, from Thomas. Thoughts on Olympiacos versus Milan, Europa League 2018. I don't know if you've really followed them much. Do you remember that game at all? 
I don't remember that game, no, mate. But um, I, I, I do follow him. I absolutely follow him all the time, mate. Yeah, but... Oh, beautiful. That uh, doesn't matter. Basically, Olympiacos beat Milan 3-1. They had to win by two goals to get out of the group stage. But, yeah. Um, I know Liam has a question for you. Oh. Hi, there we go. Technical difficulty. That's all right. Yeah. I know Liam has a question for you, uh, for you, but before we do that, I just want to play this video for everyone. Για τον Κογκολέζο, ο οποίο θα σεντράρει με φάλτσο. Ντάρμπιση, ο Τζόρβα, ο Ντάρμπιση, γκολ για τον Ολυμπιακό. 0-1 με τον Άγγλο που βαγώνει το Ολυμπιακό στάδιο. Στο 67ο λεπτό ο Ολυμπιακό παίρνει προβάδισμα. Οι παίκτε του Παναθηναϊκού δείχνουν να μην μπορούν να το πιστέψουν. Ο Τζόρβα είπε στην αρχή όχι. Η μπάλα επανήλθε όμω στον Άγγλο και αυτό την έστειλε στα δίχτυα. Παγώνοντα το Ολυμπιακό στάδιο. Και ο Τζόρβας και ο Βίτρα και ο Ζιλμπέρτο Σίλβα δείχνουν να μην μπορούν να πιστέψουν τι έγινε. Εδώ με φάλτσο η σέντρα από τον Λουα Λουα κερδίζει τον Βίτρα στον αέρα. Ο Ντάρμπισιτ και στη συνέχεια έχει εύκολο έργο για το 0-1 με τον Ολυμπιακό να είναι θεατής στα περισσότερα λεπτά του παιχνιδιού. Να κάνει τις ευκαιρίες ο Παναθηναϊκός αλλά να ισχύει ο άγραφος τόπος ποδοσφαίρου. Still no. makes us smile. <laughs> obviously, everyone remembers you for that goal, Matt, and you scored some big goals for the club, but obviously that one was one of the biggest goals you scored. Um, would you say that was your favourite goal you scored for Olympiacos? And what was like running through your head as um, obviously Zodvas mishandled the ball and it came straight to run us through the goal bit? Yeah, um, well... I just yeah, I mean, I, I remember obviously Lua Lua is, is a fantastic player. He can put a ball in from anywhere, and he can dribble past ten players. So, um, you know, when he got in them positions, I always knew we, you know, especially in in, in the dying minutes, he he always you know delivers. So uh, yeah, I put myself in a position to try and try and get on the end of summer, and and luckily it fell to me, mate, and and it fell to me just across my old friend Lucas Vidra as well. Yeah. Play, he ended up playing alongside uh, a few years later, uh, and I talked to him about that goal. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it was great, and I never even thought of any celebration, mate. It's just, I just remember scoring. It went so quiet, and it was just a, it was just a reaction, mate. It was just a reaction to go like, you know, I went like this, and that was. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know, that stuck for years and years and years. And I remember going back and play. I was playing for Amoni at the time, and we used to play. Panathinaikos in uh, every every pre-season, mate, for some reason. Because I think Nikos Davizas was the te technical director of our club, Amoni, at the time. Yep. So he organised them games with Panathinaikos. And I remember there's a lot of Panathinaikos fans in, in Cyprus as well. And I remember saying, right, if I score, I'm going to do that again. There's <laughs> <laughs> actually scored, a clip of that I on scored, YouTube. I scored, yeah. I, I scored, mate, the first year. And, and I ran off like this. And they took it well, you know, the, the, the Cypriot Panathinaikos fans took it very well. And then I did it again the year after and, and, and did it again. Um, but, you know, afterwards in the interviews and stuff, you know, it's a bit of fun, mate. It's a bit of fun. You're taking and, a bit uh, of a risk doing that to those fans. <laughs> no, no. At the time, it wasn't fun. It was, it was uh, you know, it was great to do that. But obviously, yeah, yeah. two games in the no, Premier League, just a bit of fun. And, you know, yeah, it was great. It was fantastic, well, mate. We've got to say, you're an absolute Olympiacos legend. Um, we, loved, we loved your time at Olympiacos. And now that you mentioned Omonia, I believe Christos has some questions to ask you as he's a big fan of Cypriot football. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, before we get into that, Matt, I thought we'd play a little bit of a game just to, um, you know, have a little bit of an ease. Uh, so this is your five-a-side team, Derbyshire FC. You've got to play, pick five players. You can include yourself if you want with players you've played with and against. Who are you putting in your five-a-side team? Just in Ooh. Cyprus or anywhere, anywhere. like anywhere you play, anywhere. anywhere you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, anywhere and against. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Wow, is that you're asking some question there, mate? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, putting my, I'm putting myself straight on the bench, mate. Um, <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Uh, I'd say. Van der Sar. Wow. Um, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Brad Friedel, mate, because I played with him. 
Is that the yeah. goalkeeper? Yeah. Yes, it was fantastic. Yeah, American goalkeeper. Amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing goalkeeper. Um, I'm going to go with God Almighty, man. I can't, it's hard to pick, mate, because May, if I leave maybe one players out, you've played with. Gonna text me and kill me. So. It, yeah. Okay, you can do players that you play with. That's, the, hard, that's the hardest bit, mate, because if I leave the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say to you. If I leave my the, the ones that I, that I played, yeah, well, bloody hell. Well, let's go. Let's go. Ronaldo, Paul Scholes. Uh, oh, Jesus, that's three. <laughs> God, let's put two two guys Thanks, in there. Lane, for the two, two guy was amazing. Um, and uh, God Almighty, Robbie Fowler. Benny McCarthy, no. Rocky Sanic. I, I don't know, mate. There's so many. It's List just... goes on. Yeah. I mean, that's solid. That's solid regardless. Like, we'll, like you put that in any five-a-side team and it's not it's not losing a game. So, I think that's solid regardless. Oh, there's no chance, mate. No chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think we're talking about Cyprus now and Amunia because, as you know, um, big super football fan. Um, so, your honest thoughts on Cyprus as a nation. Like, when you first touch down and after your years in Cyprus, your honest thoughts on Cyprus. Well, when I got the phone call, mate, when I got the phone call about going to uh, Ammonia, I was like, honestly, I didn't know, I didn't know a lot about Cypriot football. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be genuinely honest with you, mate. Um, and then obviously when I touched down, it was, it was, it was crazy because it felt like I was at home again. It felt like I was in in Greece because there's so many, you know, all the Cypriot. Fans would watch, or would have would have a club in would have a club in Greece, whether it be Ike, uh, Pauk, Olympiakos, Panathinaikos. So it's like they already knew me. It's it's like they already they already knew exactly what I could do. So it was like ah, you know, he's part of our team. It's great. You know, everything's going to be great. Um, but yeah, I I, I actually love Cyprus, mate. And uh, you know, I'll probably end up retiring out out there in Cyprus and living there with my Ooh. wife. And... Um, yeah, exclusive we got. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I love the place, mate. I've I've made so many, so many, so many happy memories there, and there's a few bad memories as well. But you know, more more happy memories than than not. Um, and I've got so many good friends out there as well. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, just love the place, mate. Yeah, Speaking um, of which, I'll... I. Oh, sorry, Chris. I was just going to no, say, no, CJ, go. No, go. Are your, are your time at Ormonia, you bloody killed it. Two seasons with what, 30 odd goals. Yeah, I did okay, mate. I did well. Um, yeah. I think it was, yeah, 20, 27 league goals in my first one, 24 in the second league campaign. Yeah. I, you know, I, the third one was an absolute disaster. Uh, an absolute disaster, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, for for one reason or another, you know, we want to go into yeah. that, but um, and then obviously, you know, Henning Bird came in and and kind of turned the club around, mate, and made us made us into a you know a proper a proper team. Obviously, we had the backing and the investment as well before, because obviously, when John Carver signed me, for me, John Carver was amazing. I couldn't say a yeah. bad word about him. He's fun, you know. I still I still speak to him now. I've been out with him since uh, you know last summer. He was amazing for me because without him there being there at that time, I wouldn't have done as well as I did. You know, it was it was a bit of a father figure for for more for most players actually. And if you ask anyone that's had him, whether they played or they didn't play, they would say, "Fantastic, mate! Great coach, good manager." He just didn't have the backing, didn't have the funds, didn't you know? Mm-hmm. Same with same with Nikos Davies. I said, you know, I didn't have enough behind him to, to do what he needed to do. But then obviously when we got the back in, Henningberg came in and you know completely transformed the club. Mm. I was gonna ask, so um what is the main difference between Cypriot football and English football? I think the speed of it. I think um yeah, the the, the, the tempo of the game, the speed of the game, the physicality of the game. Um but I mean, you know, in Cyprus, it's that surprised a lot of people, mate. It surprised, it surprised me as well. How how good it actually is, you know. It technically, it's unbelievable. You see some players out there, you think, how how are you playing out here, mate? 
you know, <laughs> yeah. fan, fantastic. You should be, you should be, you know, because at the time I was 30 when I went there, but there's just, you know, you some young players out there, you think, wow, you're going to have a, a great career, you know, but it, it, for yeah. me, very competitive league. Hmm. Um, so what was the main lifestyle difference you think between Cyprus and UK? So say it again. The main lifestyle difference between Cyprus and the UK. Well, you got a massive thing in the sky, man. That keeps you warm all the time. <laughs> sandy, <laughs> sandy, sandy beaches. Um, how genuinely uh, lovely the people are towards you, whether they are um, Olympiacos, uh, sorry, uh, an Ammonia fan or an Apoel fan, whatever. You know, it was quite. Respectful towards me that ways, but no, I, I, mate, listen, I'm, I'm from Blackburn, and I hate the cold. I love the weather now, um, but hence the reason why I'll be back out there maybe in a couple of years and, yeah, living in Cyprus. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see. So, what was your go-to beach when you were living in Cyprus that you would always go to on those summer okay. days? My go-to place when when we had a day off was always Paphos, mate. I love Paphos. Paphos yeah, uh, I've got, got, you know. One of my best friends lives in Paphos. Um, so we always, always went down that way. And, and yeah, amazing place. So how's your Greek then? If you're thinking about retiring in Cyprus, how's your Greek then? Well, it's to be honest with you, mate, it's not great. I can get by. Um, but my wife actually put on, on the social media yesterday that we're looking for to get, to get a Greek teacher. So if you know anyone, oh, guys, yeah. give us a shout. Matt? Um, I can be a Greek teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I generally can. If you want me to do it, I can do it. I can teach you the Cypriot slang as well. Anything you want. Yeah, that that could be a problem. The Cypriot slang, mate. Uh, but no, <laughs> we we genuinely looking for you know to, to to learn it because I think you know in in the future I'll, I'll need it because you know I want to go into coaching. Um, yeah, yeah. And I would, I would love to one day um, go out there and, and take charge of a club. Um, but I do want to. Yeah. I do want to start from the bottom. I do want to learn my trade. I want to learn um, how to handle a team, not just myself. How to handle personalities. How to handle an environment. How to handle upstairs in the boardroom. You know, that's that's very important. So I really want to learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And what was the appeal to join Ammonia? Was did Olympiacos have anything to play with that, or like what was the main reason that you wanted to get Ammonia? Um, it, it wasn't, it was, it was basically, mate, it was, um, I said to my agent, I turned 30 and I've, I've been playing 50 odd games a season and I'm 30 years old. And I said, listen, if I want longevity out of the game, I need to, I need to go abroad. Um, and I decided that I think in 2016, I think it was, I spoke to my agent and said, listen, I'm looking for a club in Europe. You know, can you, can you find me one? So it actually took a while. Um, it was the same age that took me to Olympiacos as well. Um, and then, yeah, Ammonia popped up. Like I said, didn't know much about Cypriot football. I knew about Ammonia because I think Luar Luar, um, who was at Olympiacos, went to Ammonia. Uh, and Pat, mm. Pat Douglou, I think, as well, he went there. So I knew of the name. I knew a bit how much of a big, big club it was. So, yeah. Mm. What was your favourite stadium? And still is your favourite stadium to play at when you when you played in Cyprus? The Gassi B, mate. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just have to ask. But yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the um the gap between the um the fans and the players? Have you seen? There's a video where a player scored and he fell through the gap because he yeah, didn't know the gap was there. That was, that was fantastic, mate. I'm surprised how didn't break his back or something. Yeah. But uh, no, it's yeah. it's okay. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not a big gap, so it doesn't. The fans aren't too far away from you. Uh, it's not. It's not like there's a running track around it, so it's it's actually perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So now again, just to like break the ice a bit, I'm gonna ask you some would you rather questions, rapid fire, like okay. um, just quick rapid fire would you rather questions. So would you rather win the Champions League or win the World Cup? Um. World Cup. Yeah. Be- beautiful. Score a last minute winner. Or score five goals in one game. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> but in the, in the five, the five, do we win the game? Do we win the game? Yeah, five? You, yeah. You still win the game, yeah. Five goals, mate. <laughs> um, 
This one's going to be a tough one, I think, for you. The Karaskaki Stadium or the Khasibi Stadium? The what, sorry? The Karaskaki Stadium or the Khasibi Stadium? Khas sorry, stadium? Lads, I can't hear you. You're breaking up, mate. Can you move on to the next question? <laughs> 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 I'm not picking, mate. Sorry. Yeah, I told you. I told you. I thought, that one, I thought that one would get you. That's why I put it in there. Um, score a penalty or score a free kick? Ah, I've never took a free kick, mate. Ever. Ever. So a penalty. <laughs> Do you think, could you fancy yourself on a free kick one day, though? Do you reckon you could score one? Listen, mate. Know, <laughs> know your limitations, mate. Know your limitations. Now I have an even half of one for you. I don't know if you're going to want to answer this one either. Cyprus or Greece? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cyprus to live, Greece to visit. Ooh. Okay. Uh, that's a decent, safe answer. Yeah, that's a safe answer. Nice. So, um, chicken euros? It's very expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's true. Yes. Uh, chicken euros or pork euros? Uh, chicken, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people don't, like, I like chicken euros too, and lots of people look at me funny. So, I'm glad to see that someone's on the same page as me. Yeah, so, thank you. It's very fatty, man. I, I'm very lazy when I eat, so I just want to. I want to chew and swallow. I don't want to go. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ronaldo or Messi? Messi. Yeah. Oof. Nice. Oof. Um, what, what, what you said? Oof for mate. Messi. I love. I love Messi. I agree. I agree. I agree as well. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, nothing. Australia. Nothing on Derbyshire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Austra Australian beaches or Cypriot beaches? Ooh. Oh, yeah. It has to be Cyprus. As a, that one's huge, Cyprus for sure. Right. Yes. I, I, know someone... it's rapid, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire here, but I have to tell you a story, right? So we've been living in Cyprus for four or five years, and we went to Australia. And the beaches in Cyprus are amazing. We went to so Australia. We went to Australia. We, we, we rocked up with nothing. Not a water bottle, not a towel, nothing, mate. So we're going over the sand dunes onto the... Whoa, I'm going... Where's the uh, sun lounges? Where's the towel? Like, wh where's the drink, mate? <laughs> for that, for that reason alone, I'm gonna say the C Cypriot beaches because it's all. Yeah. You yeah. know, you understand what I'm saying about the Cypriot. Yeah. 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 You've got to pull your bloody thing with you, haven't you? I, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I love that. I love when I bought it all. I was happy, mate. You know, but Jesus, that's yeah. And the, the problem with um, our beaches is the um the sunburn as well. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's very, very strange, but I don't mind it. Do you, uh, do you, do you remember the beaches? Oh, sorry, Chris. Yeah, do you remember the beaches? You, yeah. yeah. In Australia, all your favourite, all your go-to beaches when you were in Sydney, oh, when on, you were man. here. Well, do you know what? We, I love, I, a lot of people don't like Bondi Beach at all. Um, yes. We, we never went down to the beach. Um, I, I love I loved Bondi, don't get me wrong. But we always just sit on the bank in and we just take a little picnic and then I like take it all in and sit there and you know have a glass of champagne, you know whatever, with yeah. the, with the missus and we we that was our little go to spot where we could sit right on the bank at the top and you could see the sea, you could see the beach and you know that's what we did. Okay, I've got another one for you. Five star weak foot or five star skills skill skills. Five star weak foot or five star or five skills. star skills. Yes. Uh, it says skills, mate. Yeah. Nice. So that brings me on to the next thing now. I've got your FIFA card with me, your best FIFA card. This is your Birmingham City card, like your, like yep. your best FIFA card. Um, I want you to guess your stats and your overall rating. So I don't know if you know FIFA. There's pace, shot, pass, dribble, defense, and headers. So those are the stats. Those are the ones you get, and they're out of 99. So it's just based off what you think it would be. And then there's an overall, which is like your best rating, like your main rating. So I'm going to start with pace. What do you oh. think? That your pace was. In Bur this is Birmingham City. So just remember that. This is Birmingham City days. Seven, I think I'm going to say 76 to 81. Okay, you got to pick one number. You got to pick, pick one number. Yeah. 76. Ooh, All right, close. 76 for your pace. Okay. No, 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 we're not, no, no, we're not spoiling yet. Oh, okay, more. my bad. And my bad. then oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> your shooting. What do you think your shooting is? Oh, Flames. Uh, no, it was. But these are accurate, mate. Let me. Yeah, I know it's not accurate, but it's just a bit of fun anyway. 67. All right. 67. All right. I'll write that. Should okay, be. Okay, you're high. passing. What do, you 
What do you think Come of passing? Oh. <laughs> You're the English killer. You've got to give yourself some pa- more credit. Passing's terrible, mate. I'm going to say three. No, I'm going to say uh, <laughs> passing. It depends what sort of passing it is. Uh, let's go for 48. All right, 48. Okay, what about your dribbling? What do you think your dribbling was? My dribbling's terrible, mate, so probably about 38. <laughs> All right. Uh, your defence? Oh, not a bad defender. Uh, I think playing in defence is quite easy as well. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sixty-two. <laughs> sixty-two. All right, I'll write that. And your heading, your heading oh, stat. Eighty-nine. All right, eighty-nine. And your overall, so like your overall rating out of overall. ninety-nine. Oh God, it can't be. I'm trying to think. Like, I I don't know anything about FIFA. My kids love it. It's a gold card, if that helps you. It's a gold card, which is good. It's a gold card? Yeah, this is your best up card. It was a gold I card. I got a gold card? Yeah. <laughs> wow, you have to show me that, mate. You have to send me, send me a picture because my kids won't believe me. Yeah, I will. Um, I will. No worries. I'm going to say 84. No, that's way too high. 74. All right. 74 is a silver card, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, I will tell you. I said stats. 84, mate, didn't I? Yeah, you said that was too high. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we'll leave it at 74. So your passing, your pace, sorry. You said 76, they gave you 83. Wow. Yeah, you yeah. happy with that? Well, yeah, at that time I was very quick, mate. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> you're shooting. <laughs> you're shooting. You're a bit, you're bit, bit low on your shooting. You gave yourself 67, they gave you 72. Yeah, which I would have given myself. I'm trying to think what they give me. Yeah, 72 they gave you. So, yeah. you. Okay. Your passing, 48, you said. They gave you 57. Yeah. Nice. See what I've and done here, mate. I played yeah. the game here, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dribbling, uh, you said 38. They've given you 70 for your dribbling. 70? Yeah, uh, 70. They, they need to be sacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, your defense. You put 62. I don't know if you're going to be happy with this. They gave you 53 for your defense. Alarming that. <laughs> and your heading, again, I don't know what they're thinking with this. You said 89. They put 76 for you. No, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. I, was, I was exaggerating me 89. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and your overall was 77. So you're a bit off an 80. Ah, okay. That's not too bad. So then. very decent. That is a very decent card for that FIFA. This is about FIFA 10, FIFA 11 when you're at Birmingham. Um, so it's uh, and that's a that gold was... card. I've never, I've and never it's a gold it. card. You are, you are, you are a gold chips. card. Yeah, I will show you. Don't worry. And yeah. so, yeah, now we're going to talk about Australia because, you know, we're Aussie boys. So I'm going to pass that over to Liam and he's going to do his Aussie spiel. Yeah, well, okay. to end it off, Matt, obviously you spent some time in Australia. Um, I'm actually from Melbourne. The other two boys are from Sydney. So where you stayed with MacArthur, obviously. Yeah. Um, do, you want to, do you want to talk us through a bit about how the move to Australia came um, and MacArthur? Because obviously at the time, MacArthur was a really new club um, when you joined them. I think, mm. was it their second season in existence? First. Oh, first. There you go. There you go. Yeah. First season. And what's it called? You obviously played quite well in the A-League. Um, yeah, run us through it a bit. How'd you, how, what were your overall thoughts on the league in, in general? Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you how it came about, first, first and foremost. Um, I was in... In Sydney at the time, and yep. uh, who called me up? Nick Montgomery called me up from Central Coast Mariners. Okay, yeah, he's the current Central Coast yeah. coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he was the assistant coach back at the, back, back in the day, and he said, uh, might you fancy coming to play, playing for, uh, playing in Sydney? I went, are you being serious, mate? I'm actually in Sydney now. He went, like, no way are you in Sydney. I said, I promise yeah, you, mate. Well. I'm in Sydney now. He said, come and see us. I had a cup of tea with him, a cup of coffee, I had to about to eat me and my wife, and... Uh, I think I, that mocks. I said to my agent just before, I went, mate, you need to get me out of here. It's unbelievable. And then I got the I got the phone call like two two hours later of him. It was very very strange. Oh, it happened. Very strange. Um, and then in the back of my mind all the time, obviously it didn't happen because uh, one thing or another, the the budgets and stuff at Central Coast. Um, but Nick did try a lot, you know, to get me there, which which I really appreciate. Um. But then, yeah, in the back of my mind, it was always there. And I know Brett Emerton, um, who I played at Blackburn with, and he was, he was, he was kind of telling me that they've got a new franchise coming in a year or so, two years, whatever it were. 
Yeah. Um, so okay, mate. By that time, my my deal will be up at Ammonia. Uh, give us a shout. I'll be coming to the end of my career. That'd be great. And then obviously never thought anything of it. And then obviously they, they came calling uh, a year and a half down the line and ended up signing for him. Yeah. And with with your time in the A-League, can you just run us through? Because obviously you played at such a high level um, throughout your career. And obviously the A-League is more of that. Well, we don't compare it too much to the European leagues, obviously. Mm-hmm. What do you think the A-League was like lacking? What, what's the main um, difference between European football and Australian football? Um, poor. I, 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 every time everyone asks me about the A League, mate, I say it's super, super competitive because it, it really very is. Physical. Yeah, it is very physical, but it's. I, I really, really thought at times. I mean, I've never. I mean, I, what would I have been there? 35, 34, 35? Yeah. Um, and I've never run so much in my life than I did in Australia. I mean, yeah. it was just constantly end to end to end to end to end to end. You know, the transitions. I remember there was transitions, like 110 transitions in, in one game. It was mental. Um, so, and we was a passing t- we was a passing team as well. So, um, it was just it was just crazy to me. But I'd say the difference is, um, you know, probably let's compare it from from Cyprus, for instance. You know, the Cypriot League they put the foot on the ball and they calm it down and. You know, they they, they they put a lot more passes together before going forward. You know what I mean? Where yeah, yeah. In the A League, it would be um, more direct. Yeah, it is quite quite a fast build up um, in the A League. Yeah. And the games are very high scoring. Um, and the final thing I want to ask you about Australia um, is the fans. Um, I'm a big Melbourne Victory fan. We like to think that we've got the best fans in the league. Obviously, MacArthur was new, so the um, the <laughs> Chris was not happy with that. The, um, <laughs> the fans were quite quite low from while well, they still are quite low because of the new franchise and they're trying yeah. to build that support. But what were what were your thoughts playing against those bigger teams like Sydney, Western Sydney, um, the Melbourne teams, um, yeah. and Adelaide as well? I guess is a big is a big club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good, mate. It was all all a new experience for me. Um, you know, playing over there it was it was a country that everyone spoke spoke English in as well. So yeah. it, that you know that that was always always a, a plus. Um, but now playing in front of the crowds, which is obviously you know something I'm used to doing. Um, but no, it was it was great, mate. And there was a lot of banter as well in them in in <laughs> in the stands. With, you know, with each other's yeah, fans. It was, it was, it was, like it was fantastic, mate. I really, honestly, I can't say I actually can't say a, a bad thing about Australia. It was it was an amazing experience, out of football, in football, uh, yep. family wise, school wise for the kids. Everything was amazing. Yeah, that's very good to hear. And one more thing as well to ask. Did you ever watch Australian football whilst you were here? Yes, my son absolutely loves it, mate. Okay, and what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan, mate. I'm not a big okay. fan, but I mean, I, I, I obviously like watching when it gets a bit aggressive, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, my son was a massive, massive fan. Um, and and our, our friend over in Australia would take him and me to the games you know, sometimes, and he, he got him to support the Tigers. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I know they're not great, and no disrespect to the Tigers, but I know that you know they're not the other top end teams. But yeah, really got into it, mate, and and, and he, he loved it. Uh, that's good to hear. Anyways, we'll pass <laughs> you over to CJ. I think we've got one more question for you. Um, to end this the interview before we uh get into that. Uh, we got some comments here. Matt, I'm not too sure if you can see them. We got one here. Uh, did you like uh, Melbourne Victory's atmosphere? So bad, mate. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Always always nice to play in them, in them stadiums and, and them atmosphere. It's very nice. Another question here. Uh, what talents do you like in today's game? Vinicius, Leal or Foden? <laughs> Some very specific names. For, mate, for me, mate, Foden is just is a phenomenon, mate. He's he's just I I actually when he's when you know when he first burst onto the scene, I I like I I love the boy, mate. He's brilliant. He's got everything to be a world world class player. I mean, he is now, mate. But you know, he's got everything to go on and go on and go on. Here we go, my dogs are here. Get <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I wanted to add to that. Sorry, CJ. To, um, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Talking about talents, because I know the Cypriot League has a lot of young talents, and I thought it'd be good to ask, um, who do you think could or deserves to be playing outside of Cyprus as a young talent at the moment? Isn't that in Cyprus currently? Um, but there's 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 quite a few actually. Um, yeah, obviously you've got Luizos, mm-hmm. who's been who's been highly highly rated around uh, Cyprus and around Europe at the moment. Um, obviously didn't get his move, and you know whether he wanted to go, whether I don't I don't know what happened there, but you know he he's one. He's one that will, um, if he doesn't stay at Cyprus for the rest of his career, Armonia, he, you know, he'd, be, he'd be one to, to watch out for. But for me as well, another player which I've which I really really like is Harlembus. You know, I'm gonna obviously just the two because I've, I've obviously played with them and I know them quite well. Um, you know, he he's got a lot, mate. And he, you know, I think I think the Louise, oh, no disrespect, but. I think he took the shine off Harlembus's um, yeah. time, really, because obviously Luizos was doing amazingly well, and so was Harlembus. You know, not as well as Luizos, so he deserves that absolutely. But I think that um, he's going to be one for the future, and he's, he's going to you know be one to watch out for. And um, even with Ike, I was going to ask you with Ike Landega because you know you played at Ike as well. Um, do you think that their project that they're currently on, you know, they've got a lot of young players that I know, like uh, Mama and yeah. Andre. Yeah. Do you think that their project is going to be good for the future for Ike? Because obviously, new stadium, um, they're rebuilding. Do you think it's look it's looking good for them? Yeah, they're, they're a very well organized club, um, and a, a club that I'm very happy I went to, and and, and they have some very very uh, good young players like Mamas is he's playing way beyond his years. Um, as a holding midfielder, and he's got, he's only going to get better as he gets older. Uh, Naum as well is 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 a fantastic talent. And, you know, given the opportunity, you know, more minutes and stuff, he's going to be it's going to be amazing. But yeah, the the yeah. the setup at Ike is is fantastic, and, um, and to be honest with, you, they always have been. They've always been a well well organised uh, club. Mm. Who do you think is going to win the league this year? Do you think a ball's going to get it or is Ike going to catch up to them? Ike, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but... <laughs> yeah, obviously we want Ammonia to win, but uh, I, th- I think... I, think I don't think that's uh, happening. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit off it at the moment. Quite a few points behind, but I mean, if... if if uh, if Yeah, we'd obviously... If, if, if Ammonia can't win it, then, you know, let's get Ike to win instead of Akoel. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt one thing I really want to know um, obviously now you're back at England but before we get into that are there any players out there that still inspire you to play any players out there that inspire me to I mean obviously you have the, the likes of Ronaldo and stuff but I mean I mean I get I get I get inspired by I get inspired by like you know watching my son play football, um, and seeing seeing the younger generation look at me as uh, a role model, as you will. You know, I'm I'm 37 in in a week's time, two weeks time, and you know, still being still being physically right and still enjoying myself in the dressing room and being happy to go in there day in and day out is is something that I hope. On the other hand, it inspires you know that younger generation to to come with, come in into the dressing room with a smile on their face and and enjoy every moment of it because it's very very gone and it's gone very quickly. It's here today and gone yeah. tomorrow, mate. Believe me. We got another question here for you, Matt. Uh, do you still have the same passion for football as you did when you were younger? I have, probably have more now than I ever have done. Uh, quite yeah. honestly, because I, I I know it's. You know the the doors uh, very quickly closing on me, um, but I'm just I'm just literally going in every day and trying to enjoy the best I possibly can and, and get the most out of every day and still trying to learn as well from from the managing side of things and the coaching side of things. I'm listening and and watching and hopefully one day you know that you know that could be me. Yeah, well, 
As uh, current time is, you are signed to Bradford City and you yep. guys have had a pretty good start from what I see. Yep. Um, you scored a couple goals. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, um, how did that move happen and uh, does it feel good to be back home? Yeah, it's great to be back home, mate. Um, uh, as soon as I heard that the, the my former manager, Mark Hughes, had, had got the job, um, and obviously, my one of my best mates is is playing there as well, uh, Colin Doyle. Um, I, I I knew I, as, as soon as I heard he got it, I was like, right, get me there, you know. Uh, I loved loved playing under Mark Hughes. I still do love playing under Mark Hughes. He's, he's a great great uh, manager. He's he's a person that gave me a big opportunity in in, in my football career. Uh, gave me my first Premier League start and 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 gave me many many more after that and. You know, I'll, I'll always be thankful for him, and I always try try and give everything I can for him and uh, and the team. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> speaking uh, with Chris, Oss brought up uh, Birmingham City. Obviously, um, did you feel you achieved all your goals at Olympiacos while you were there? Uh, no, I don't at all. Not at all, mate. I mean, I, I did I did well there, mate. I did well there. I scored. I scored goals. Uh, you know, and I, unfortunately, mate, I got an injury, which, which in some ways could have been, um, what could have been fixed quite quickly, but wasn't fixed quite quickly. Um, yeah. And I was out for quite quite a while. You know, I think it was seven or eight months, mate, and it killed me a bit. Um, but obviously, when I got back, I got to score some goals again. And but yeah, I, you know, I decided to move back to England. That was that was my. You know, that was me that did that. Nobody else, you know. I had two and a half years left on my deal, but it is what it is, mate. I wanted to go back to the Premier League, which I, which I was able to do, and um, yeah, that that was it. But I never really realised until I left the club, maybe what a, what a, what a mistake it was uh, leaving yeah. Olympiacos at that time. It was, you know, a humongous club, and you only realise how big of a club it is. And when you know, once I left, once I left it. Um, but yeah, like you said, I never, I never look back with regrets. But if I had to really say, do you regret anything? It would be probably leaving Olympiacos to Birmingham City. Well, maybe the managerial door opens one day in the future. Like you said, you wanted to coach. Yeah. Unfinished business. You never know. Oh, you never know, mate. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always open to, uh, you know, like I said to you, I want to start at the bottom and work my way yeah. up. So I want to, I want to be the best. Like you know, I, I wanted to as a player. I wanted to learn everything I possibly could as a player, so I could take that into the, you know, the first team and do what I need to do there. And it's same as a coach. If if I get an opportunity to go and coach um, the younger generation at Olympiacos, I would jump at it. We got um we got another question here. Uh, we won't keep you for too much longer, Matt. Um, how did you find the challenges about the demands of being a professional footballer, like being away from family, traveling constantly, etc.? And how did you adapt to overcome this? Well, um, traveling and stuff, I always travel with my family. Always travel with my family. You know, every club I've been at, my family's been there, my wife's been there, my kids have been there. So that hasn't been a problem. Um, the only time it was a problem when I left. Um, yeah, I left Cyprus and I went to India for four months, and it was a disaster, mate. I never mm -hmm. something. It's something I wish I never did, but I did it and I experienced it, and it's ticked off, and you know it'll never happen again. But um, yeah, it's, it's mate. Being a professional footballer is one of the best jobs in the world, and and always will be for me personally. Um, so yeah, it's it's never a burden on the family. They get to travel the world and go to different countries and be, be be more educated while I'm doing doing something I love to do. Yeah. As far as your um playing career goes, uh do you think the doors open to Australia again or are you happy to finish everything off in England? In my, my playing career. Yeah. <laughs> Cyprus. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think I think I think my my playing career in Australia is definitely definitely <laughs> up, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm very very happy where I am now absolutely loving life uh, Bradford City uh, love the dressing room love love playing there love, love waking up in the morning going there so for me 
uh, there's, there's no need to move anywhere else and, and until I'm pushed out the door, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, good luck for the rest of the season. Um, obviously, how, how many games are we into the season now? With all we're about right, few, I think we've got, we've got we've got eight games remaining, mate. So, you know, we've got four points off the automatic promotion. So, fingers crossed, we can get the uh, all the best with it going up to the league one. Correct? Yeah, that'd be great. Good luck. Yeah, cheers. We'll definitely keeping an eye on you. And I just want to say from um, from our perspective, thank you so much for doing this interview with us. Um, we're obviously, just a small group of Olympia Plus fans who just love football and. We're from Australia. We don't have the biggest following and we really, really appreciate you coming on and um, obviously it's gotten us a lot of traction. You've seen the comments come through. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Matt. Top bloke. Thank you. Thank you very much, I'll send you that FIFA card, Matt. You'll see. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you, Matt. Bye, lads. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Cheers. All righty, everyone. Thank you so much for your questions and comments. Thanks for joining in. Um, hope you all make enjoyed sure, that. Hope you all enjoyed, yeah. Hope uh, you all like, subscribe, follow and, us on uh, Instagram. Yep. And final thing, Bami Olibiakos tomorrow against, against Addis. Bami Olibiakos, 4 a.m. Let's go. Take care, guys. I will be comfortable Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank you. Buenas noches.